Welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, where we have conversations and give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you living your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Black Psychologist Podcast. We are back like we never left. Episode 44, I think we're up to. And uh, we have, yeah, 44. And uh, we have quite a bit to talk about today. Very important topics to get to. And uh, we appreciate everybody being here could be anywhere in the world but you're here listening and watching us and we appreciate that so much i am one half of your humble and gracious host dr kyle osborne he is i and i am him and you guys know who have been riding with us i'm never alone we got jersey keeps on making it others keep on faking it (laughs) philly keeps creating it and dr j keeps on taking it ladies and gentlemen dr jason coleman what's going on good brother What's going on, bro? Man, I, I I can't complain. Just uh, the weather is up and down. You're crazy in Philly, man. It was snowing two days ago, um, so that's crazy. Um, and then it's been a lot in the news. So definitely got a lot to talk about. But you know, episode forty four, that's big. Right. Just want to thank everybody hanging in there with us. You know, um, you know, watching us grow, supporting us every week. Um, we appreciate the support. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, and Jay, well, of course, shout that that uh, that wardrobe you got on, bro. Go go ahead. Uh, put that out there. So, <laughs> oh, you know, always uh, we always want to promote, you know, uh, positive mental health, um, specifically, you know, prioritizing uh, your mental health, coping skills and all that good stuff every day. So, um, you know, if, if you want to, you know, support in that in that way, uh, shop mentalhealthclothing.com, you know, definitely appreciate it. Yes, sir. And uh, absolutely, guys, we definitely appreciate to re- reiterate what uh, what Jay said. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. So continue to subscribe, con- continue to hit that like button, continue to leave uh, your comments. We we love the appreciation and we love all the feedback. We love all of it. All right. Um, also, I uh, want to give as we get started, want to give a salute and acknowledgement to uh brother quest love you know we're from philly we do our thing we're from the tri-state area so uh oh, you want to shout right? out to quest love were you there then he went to oscar or something yes yes he did so he uh quest love actually went to oscar for best uh direct not best director best uh documentary uh this past um couple days ago at the oscars he won for his uh the the 2021 film uh, summer or soul or, or when the revolution w- uh, could not be televised. And it was dope, man. It's a real dope uh, concert that took place, I think, in um in New York. Uh, they had, I think, Nina Simone perform. My man from The Temptations performed. Like, it was a good documentary. So for anybody who hasn't uh, had an opportunity to check out that documentary, it was a great film that, that Questlove put together. Happy it won the award. Uh, he's a crazy talented dude. Representing Philly, so absolute salute to him um, and the work that he put out. Also want to, of course, get congratulations to uh, Will Smith, another 
Philly native, of course, winning the um, best leading man and uh, leading role, um, you know, award. Fifth African-American to win that award in that category in all the years, however long the Oscars have, or has been going on. Fifth uh, African-American to win that award. Um, so I want to absolutely give him his props for uh, a great performance in the movie King Richard. If you haven't seen that dope film, check it out. Um, unfortunately, uh, even though he won that award, that's not the talk, right? That's not the the big news about it. And uh, for those that, you know, if you've been living underneath a rock or you haven't, you know, you've had your head in the sand the past <laughs> couple of days, <laughs> uh, there were some other different things going on with Will. So, you know, for those that, that aren't aware of what took place prior to uh, Will Smith getting his award uh, for best lead actor, um while uh prior to him winning the award chris rock right chris rock we all know and um are aware of, of chris rock great comedian years in the game great actor um so while he was getting ready to present the award for best documentary that uh quest love won you know chris rock of course in true comedic fashion you know was doing a bit, doing some jokes. And as he's done in the past, you know, he's picking out some people in the crowd. And uh, prior to him getting ready to present the award, um, he singled out uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, who were sitting up front. And he makes a quick jab at her. uh, And he says, you know, Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2, right? And so the joke was a reference at her... um, at her hair, her hairstyle that she's rocking. So she's, you know, bald or it's a close cut. I'm not sure what the ladies call it or what the exact term is, but she's wearing, you know, a close cut. Um, she suffers from alopecia, which is an autoimmune um, disease, which one of the symptoms is causes you to lose your hair. She's been, you know, um, been vocal about that for the past two or three years. And so he made that joke. Um, she didn't find it funny. You know, if you watch the footage, she didn't find it funny at all. She kind of made like a real grimacing face. Um, and so the, the camera cuts away from her and Will, and then it cuts to back to Chris Rock, who's on stage. And then Will Smith makes his way up to the stage and, mm-hmm. you know, he puts his paws on, on Chris, man. He like, he, he you know, he, like he pimp smacks him. You know, uh, to kind of keep this more G-rated, you know. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris said it himself. He said, Look, he he slapped the shit out of me. And so after Will did that, it was literally one slap, and then he went back to his, his seat. Um, and then he starts yelling at Chris, you know, keep my name or keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Says it again, he's yelling, keep my name, my uh, my wife's name out your effing mouth. Um, and it, it was a shocking moment, man. I'm you know, um, I'm going to be honest, Jay, I didn't uh, I, I didn't like any minute of this, man. I really did. Okay. Uh, this this was this was tough to watch just for the reason that, you know, um, it was involving two two greats, right? Two greats in their respective areas of entertainment. We have Chris Rock, who was a legend in comedy. And you have Will Smith, who is, you know, um, I think one of the best actors of, of this generation. Um, and so, like, to see it, you know, unfold in this manner, it was tough, man. It really is. You know, these are both two you know, two two artists that um, I've paid, you know, admission to see, whether it be in the movies or even, you know, if it's stand up, whatever the circumstances may be. Um, 
you know, two talented people, man, two family oriented, two professionals. Um, so this was tough for me, you know, to actually see it happen. And, and as we were talking a little bit before we got on, like, I thought this was a joke. Like, I thought this was a skit or, or a bit or something. Um, and it wasn't. It was it was very real. It was. Uh, and so, you know, um, you know, I can I can uh, appreciate, you know, Will, you know, protecting his wife. Right. I can totally understand and I can totally appreciate that, you know, as 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 men um, and just as, you know, our roles are to be providers and to be protectors. And so whether it's your um, your wife, your sister, your mother, your daughter, you're going to protect them um, at the same time. I also feel like he was wrong for doing this situation. You know, the way that in manner that, you know, he reacted was totally inappropriate. And, you know, if looking at it, you know, I feel like there was something else going on. Like, I don't know, Will, I don't know the family, never had conversations with him, but it appears, you know, just kind of taking into consideration that act, um, the overwhelm of with emotion that he said and him just kind of yelling back and forth at Chris. And even when he accepted the, you know, the award, um, you know, it's very emotional, very intense. Um, and for me, there's something else that's going on there, right? You know, I feel like it's not just maybe it wasn't just a joke. Maybe it was something else that's going on. With Will Smith. Yeah, in his life, right? Or even with the family. You know, you're like you never know what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, the alopecia, the, it's a medical condition. So I can imagine that's not, you know, it's, it's probably a sensitive, you know, topic for, you know, for Jada, um, and the last thing you want to see is, is, you know, your family member in any type of pain or hurt or especially when you're hitting a sore topic. But, um, yeah, I feel like there is something else going on there. Like, you know, there's it's, it's the same way how we talk about like the iceberg, like the anger iceberg that we've talked about with our clients. What you just see mm-hmm. it is the tip. Right. The tip is usually like that, whatever that explosive action. That's a result of the anger or frustration. But below there's a lot more going on. And mm-hmm. so. That's kind of what I gathered from this, or at least that's what it appeared to be from, you know, just kind of looking at it from a different perspective is that, yeah, there's something else going on there. Like the slap was the slap, but there's something else more behind it. And it just sucks, Jay, because it overshadows the whole situation. man. It it, it overshadows a triumphant win for him. Like we should be talking Mm -hmm. more about like he won for best actor, right? That should be the story. That should be the headline. And instead, it's overshadowed with this action. You know what I mean? With what, what took place. Um, and you know, it's it's a shame, man. But I I I hold him con I hold him responsible, you know, because it's it didn't have to go that particular route. What you got? Um, I mean, first of all, obviously I was surprised, like everybody else. I, I surprised to see it happen, right? Surprised of in terms of who it it involved, I ain't really going to go down to, you know, it's a shame that it happened because it overshadows the award. Listen, nobody is going to think about this night anymore and think about him winning that prestigious award. That's out the window, right? right. What people are going to think about is, you know, um, him coming on stage and smacking Chris Rock when he wasn't a part of the festivities, right? Um. So we're going to talk, we're talking about that and just strictly about that. Um, just to get kind of to it, obviously it was an inappropriate reaction. Obviously it was an overreaction. 
right? I say obviously, and I'm really, I'm really kind of saying that. Um, I I really got to take that back, right? Because it's not obvious to everybody. So we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. <laughs> but the first point I guess I'll make is that comedians roast people, right? Some people are gonna like the jokes. Some people are gonna not like the jokes. When you come to the Oscars, when you come out in public like that, right? You have to expect to be roasted, right? Um, think about how many times now, whether you like the joke or not, because whether the joke is personally insulting to you, a lot of times it's going to depend on the person, right? So we got to think about how many times Jay-Z has had to sit in the audience and think about, and, and think about jokes about Beyonce, whether it's because of her beauty or whether it's something about somebody saying she can sing or can't sing, either way, right? Um, we've had to sit there and watch people make these type of comments, watch her facial expressions and watch him sit in his seat and support her, provide her with support as her husband, right? I'll give you another example. Remember Def Comedy Jam, right? Mm -hmm. Right, so we know, and we know Chris Rock comes out of this um, I'm not saying that tree necessarily, but he comes from that era of black comedians. <clears throat> so we've seen it over and over again at the Apollo, at Jeff Def Comedy Jam, different places where you may pay $200, $300, $500 to come sit front row with your girl, right? And Put you know on your best outfit, right? And you know it's a risk. <laughs> right. And you know a comedian can come and might talk about her wig, might come talk about her outfit might come yep. talk about your shoes might come talk about your weight her weight your skin tone everything right yeah, yeah now yeah now, now now just give me a second and i will and i'll wrap it up now imagine it's me or you a person a in the front seat we don't pay 300 dollars for these seats right so we don't have disposable income like will smith and they insult our girl call or call or your wife or whatever to say the worst thing possible. Everybody in the audience is laughing. Some people are not. And you get up and smack them. What happens after that? You're catching that nice little assault charge. Right? Do you have a whole bunch of hashtags talking about protect your wife and, 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 and stand up for your wife and all this other stuff? I mean, so, again, I'm just pointing out the, the hypocrisy, right? People like Will Smith. Right. So you have a lot of people coming to his aid. But I, I got to be honest with you. I don't really see the, de the, the debate about what he did across the board. I see it like within culture. Mm -hmm. Right. I see a split reaction within our culture. Right. And I see a certain subject of uh, a certain sub segment of people in our culture who are defending things that he's doing on the basis of this is how men are supposed to defend their wife. Right. And and what I would propose to people is that you can't have it both ways. So you can't sit here and complain. Right. About why teenage boys cannot sort out their differences with words. Right. And then sit on your couch and applaud two men settling their differences with one smacking the other. Because one thing I will tell you. Is that there is something ironic about this situation because if you were to take these two males who happen to be african-american out of this situation and replace it with two with both of their wives up there slapping each other 
Doesn't feel as right, right? Replace it with Tom Cruise and Bradley Cooper smacking each other. Can't really see it, right? And we can go. So, so why is it that it is a debate about why it could be appropriate? Why? Because there is some element of our culture that, that still wants to normalize aggression for us. And it may seem like I'm going too far, but no, I do not think I am. Because replace, you take the race and the gender of these men away and replace them with any other guys that you know of another race, another gender, and it just, it, it's not funny anymore, right? It's just assault on television, right? No, you're not going too far, Jay. You know why? Because this this has become an endless cycle. And unfortunately, like you said, this type of, you know, uh, the aid and support that that Will is receiving for, you know, oh, yeah, he's doing what he was, you know, what a man is supposed to do. You know, this is what permeates and reinforces toxic masculinity. And that's what this is, Jay. I'm going to call it what it is. So you're not going too far, right? It's in a situation where... You know, it was violence. Right. There was a victim and there was an aggressor. And that's what it is. Right. What I saw. And again, I can understand. I, you know, I can I perfectly can identify with a man protecting his family when it's a situation when one of your family members is being attacked or is a danger. Right. The issue. Right. But that wasn't this. This was a situation where you had someone that was determined to protect his wife. Okay, and then he used a slap to express his anger and his aggression. That's what he did. Now, aggression is a natural emotion. So let's not get it misconstrued and say that, oh, well, Dr. Kyle is saying that you shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't be frustrated. No, that's a perfectly natural emotion that we're all going to express and feel and experience because we're all human. However, it's a situation more where you're using that aggression and you're choosing physical violence to handle that situation. That's toxic masculinity. And when people are in here saying, yeah, they, he should have did. That's what happens when you say stuff. No, that's not what happens. Because there's a different way in different manner, a more appropriate manner that he could have handled that situation. So and if, if, if we're being honest. If we're being honest, it's a little bit disingenuous in pumping Will Smith up like he's a big man. Right. Because. Let's be honest, and I'll and I'll and I'm going to use you as an example, but I'll substitute myself. Well, let's there's go, a di- go for it, baby. An example: there is a difference, right, between I go to work at eight thirty, right? There's a difference between bumping into me in the waiting room and slapping me, right? Slapping me, I'm dead serious, and bumping into me at seven o'clock at night in the target parking lot and trying to slap me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Meaning like Chris Rock is on stage hosting the Oscars. What is he supposed to fight Will Smith? And that's another thing. Like you understand? What is, what is that supposed to happen? People are like on so many different comments. Like, you say, Oh, he should have did this. What is he supposed to do? What's his response? So what, what he really did was, what cowards do, right? He smacked them, walked away. The the problem is, and I'm going to be very honest, I'm trying to figure out who who allowed him to sit in the audience 
for the rest of the the, the, the show. Because so many, again, right? that's what I'm saying. So okay. many questions, bro. And, and and again, this is the this is why like you're talking to people who don't really play in that arena, right? These are the people that are that are kind of trying to ratchet this up. Because let's play this out. So everybody wants to to ratchet up Bill Will Smith because he's a man because he slapped him, right? So by the rules of the jungle, Chris Rock deserves to get his his get back, right? So Will Smith is allowed to sit in the front row and Chris Rock goes backstage and and does something more drastic to get his get back. Right now, what do you think everybody is now? Everybody is up in arms. Right. If if something bad happens to Will Smith because their guy won and then he lost. Right. And that's how that's the problem with reasoning emotionally. Eventually, it doesn't make sense because. When the rules of the jungle and toxic masculinity work for people, then cool. Vigilante justice is cool, right? But what people don't understand, the reason why the day after you see people that are his friends, quote unquote, uh, Black Bradley Cooper, um, Jim Carrey, all these people saying they're outraged is because, see, you can romanticize that stuff within culture, right? But everybody else, it's different when they watch it on television and it happens at the BET Awards because Suge Knight and Young Buck is fighting. But when it happens at the at the Oscars and it's two feet away from them, all of the pop people that are in popular culture wearing Vera Wang and all this other stuff, they get scared. So Will Smith is going to be doing a lot of apologizing, whether it be on camera, off camera, to a lot of people for a long time because a lot of people in that auditorium felt very unsafe. Mm-hmm. You can see it on their faces. Everybody was uncomfortable. And and that was another aspect of things is that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm in Will Smith's shoes. And however, he's been in, in different situations where he's been the butt of jokes where people come at him, come at his wife and so on and so forth. There's a manner the same way how we would sit in front of one of our clients that would experience the same similar situation. It's a, what could you have done differently? Right. You're at a certain point. These aren't just young kids that are, you know, fresh off the block. They're not just coming. You're not just getting their feet wet in the entertainment industry. This isn't their first Oscars. Right? right. Will Smith is, has been around the block. He's been in this industry for a long time. And so the same situation of even since saying like, Hey, I'm going to address this with him backstage right i'm gonna handle this situation because we're gonna you're, we're gentlemen right we're, we've made it to a certain stature at this point where we know how to handle situations criticism jokes and so on and so forth now i'm not sitting here saying you know that hey it was a good joke it was good and and, and you know and done in good taste all right because absolutely i, know, I don't know if chris rock was aware that you know jada had alopecia right. and so on and so forth so for, i mean for anyone to make fun of Someone that has a medical condition, especially we're talking about a black woman, hair, any of those different things are touchy situations. Right. So I understand that. And maybe it's a situation of that rock shouldn't have made that particular joke. However, when you like you said, when the toxic masculinity comes into place and it's just like, oh, got to get my get back. Right. I got to, you know, do do something. You know, I need to protect my wife at that moment. I'm going to use this particular type of justice. No, that that's not the way it handles. And what I didn't like, I'm, you, I'm gonna be, go I'm, I'm gonna yeah, be go honest also with the with the apology thing. I, I don't, I'm not gonna get too much into uh, his, his apology was 
disingenuine or not. However, the same manner, like he just released uh, uh, an apology via probably his publicist, I imagine, you know, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, he shared it and, you know, and it went out and people were able to read it on different websites and such. But he got up there and was talking about love. He was talking about, you know, his spirituality and, and being a protector and so on and so forth. No. Okay. You don't get a chance to go up there after you smack somebody and then start talking about love. Right. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say what you can and can't say, but it's just, it it just comes across disingenuine. And then when you're going to release the apology, no, if you were going to release apology, you make the apology in the same manner. You say it to someone's face. You say it to Chris, right? Don't have a letter. That's sit here and says, oh, well, I apologize to Chris. I apologize to so-and-so. No, because there's another thing. You've put your, not only yourself, you've put family members, people you're responsible for, another vulnerable, compromising situation. They were doing, they were interviewing his mom, who's still in Philly, and she's sitting there dumbfounded, like, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't raise her right. like this. This is surprising. So your actions, as we know, Jay, when anything takes place like this, has a reaction, right? There are consequences. There's other different effects. And now you've put in other people that it's not fair to them because now they're being bombarded with questions, right? Your kids are going to be bombarded with questions. All these other different aspects and people that are associated with you are going to be questioned based off of your actions. So, you know, this was an impulsive thing. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, this is an, you know, um, a representation of who Will is because he's not. I mean, I don't know him personally, but, you know, Mm -hmm. Will, as we've seen in the public, has carried himself very well. He's always been a champion for positive black representation in film and media. He's he's handled himself like he's a paragon of professionalism. However, you know, his actions this past Sunday didn't reflect that. And so, again, I imagine that there's something else going on there. But despite what he's experiencing and whatever's going on in the household and what's happening with him emotionally, psychologically, that doesn't warrant you going up on stage and smacking Chris. Well, I'll say this. And I got a question for you, just going off what you just said. Right. And now we kind of just speculating. Right. Going a little bit more away from what we were just talking about, which is kind of the fact happened. Right. I really do think it's a lot more going on, right? And the only reason why I say that is just being familiar with, in terms of popular culture and, you know, the last year and a half to two years in terms of Will Smith being the butt of a lot of jokes and a lot of circles, right? Right. So my question to you is, you know, um, and then just on a popular culture, and I'm not saying like whether it's my conclusion but just his manhood being questioned just in a lot of cult a lot of circles right openly and and him being the butt of jokes him whose honor do you think he was defending or offended by what do you think he was he was defending his own honor or jada pinkett smith's because i'm confused i'm very confused because you hear people on social media saying that he was arguing defending his wife's honor Right. Which which was be confusing to me on a lot of levels. Right. I I could understand if he was if he was defending his own bruised ego and he got caught up in the moment. Right. As a culmination of what everybody has been saying about him over the last couple of years. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can't understand him being offended. By somebody making a joke about his wife, I can't understand him 
defending her honor, A, because not that she doesn't deserve it, but A, because you have celebrity, right? Scrutiny, right? And then you have the level of scrutiny that she has opened herself up to by choice. It's a whole different level than even normal celebrity scrutiny, right? You have celebrity scrutiny, and then she has opened the door to her home, their relationship, and their bedroom to the world, right? And even when the public reaction was, for a lot of people at least, that this man is being emasculated and humiliated, she continued to do it, which is her choice entirely. But what I'm saying is, and the alopecia thing was public knowledge that she had also shared, right? Right. So it's hard to kind of go from being that open to not expecting for Chris Rock or a a comedian to being that sensitive you understand those two things don't equate so for that for that reason red table talk and all of that wouldn't exist if jada pinkett was that sensitive in my opinion so that is him defending his own bruised ego and i'm speculating but it looks like a man who's saying like yo i'm tired of being about everybody's jokes for the last two years could be that's my humble humble opinion I'll make uh, I'll point out and highlight a uh, an observation that I'm that I saw um, when he makes the joke. Right. When Chris makes the joke, it cuts. I think over I know what you about right. <laughs> Go ahead. Jada was obviously and clearly <laughs> uncomfortable, didn't like the joke. I saw Will <laughs> in true, typical Will fashion because Will's great with media. Will's he's, right. he's, he's a he's a veteran in this. Will is joking. Like he's not joking, but he's laughing and he's nodding his head, like, okay, all right, all right. Right. It cuts away, right? From and it goes back to Chris, who's on stage. I think at that moment, just speculating, right? I think Will looks at at Jada and is just like, damn, I gotta do something. Okay. I gotta go home with her. She's not feeling this joke right now. And like you said, the bruised ego, a lot of different things building up. He takes upon himself and goes on stage because it's one of those. And if anybody's been in a relationship, right, (laughs) if you if something's going on with your lady, you laugh. And you know what I mean? Good. She was not in favor of this joke from the very beginning, bro. Like you saw her face turn like uh, and he's nodding like he's getting ready to play it off like, okay. And within that short period of time, it went from him nodding and kind of playing it off to now I'm walking on stage. Right. Right. It escalated very quickly. And I don't know if it was like, I got to, was it out of self-preservation? Because it's like, yo, I got to go home. She, he's making a joke. I can't be sitting here laughing at this. Right. But let me ask you this, right? If that's Jerry Seinfeld making that joke. Do you think Will goes up there and puts hands on him? No. Okay. If it That's, if it's if it's, no. if it's the Rock or if or, or Jason David, Momoa, is he going up there? And he, right. If it's Larry, if it's Larry David, David. Yeah, no. So and that was another thing. I tried not to go too deep or too dark and too too down the rabbit hole, but I'm thinking like, all right, he's going after Chris because okay, it's Chris, right? He's Chris doesn't. Person. Probably right. Good. It's personal. And also Chris doesn't pose like a physical threat. Right. He's right, also right, not, right, right. He's also not white. 
Okay, because could you imagine what that would be like? I don't think he does that to Jerry Seinfeld or Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, you know, because he would have because he would have been in cuffs. Correct. I'm not and I'm not saying that that's what I want to see happen to him. No, but understand where we are at. Right. Understand where we were at. Right. On the radio. Right. Peter Rosenberg is on the radio on Michael K talking about, yo, and, you know, Chris Rock would never press press charges on him because he's from brooklyn do you know what that would do to his image right so think about it right the perception is that a black man can get assaulted on national television we just you already know if it happened to jerry seinfeld is a is 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 a is a claim being filed of course of course right that's what we would expect right but you have personalities on the radio saying that Chris Rock, who's probably 50 years old. Yep. Right. If he feels like what Will Smith did to him was embarrassing enough to take a check. Right. People are questioning his credibility. That's how far gone we are in terms of the culture. Right. And you have people who are really on social media debating about whether or not it was appropriate, but they will get up tomorrow morning and send their kids to school and say, baby, if somebody talks to you and insults you, tell the teacher. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I have. Right. Yo, yeah, and, and this yeah. is not a good example. It's not a good example. But I'm just talking about remember doing the presidential. Uh, I, I think it was during the, um, it might have been during the election. Right. Mm hmm. Donald Trump used the bully pulpit to call Ted Cruz's wife ugly, right? By these standards, by these standards, the next time Ted Cruz saw Donald Trump in the Senate chamber, what was supposed to happen? On site, right? On site, yeah. Come on. He was supposed to do it. According to those rules, he should have went up there and did it then. Right. But, But again, if we were to use that example, people would say it's ridiculous, right? So why isn't it ridiculous with them? I agree. And, you know, if I they, have to give I got to give Chris a lot of credit. We couldn't picture their wives up there slapping the hell out of each other. Right. Because there's because, again, and I was talking to my moms about this. Think about it, bro. Michelle Obama is a personal hero of mine. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a reason why she she either championed or came up with the phrase. They go low. We go high. Right. That sets her up and sets up girls and people everywhere to be able to walk away with grace, right? So somebody can walk up to Michelle Obama and say the most reprehensible thing ever, right? And she can turn to them and say you're ignorant or not say it or not dignify it with an answer and walk away. And she has done what? Gone high, right? Look on social media and see what we are telling the black men to do. And I'm just being honest. No, and that's what I'm saying. It per, it just reinforces this toxic masculinity. That's all. Oh, that's I want a man that's doing so. Even some people, I want a man. No, that's not like there's a difference between only protecting you and safety. Toxic masculinity is only for some of us right. because our life is deep, right? Because we can go to jail and we can get domestic violence charges, right? And assault charges and felonies. But then 20 years later, Everyone wants to know why the boys aren't interested in certain things. 
Where are the productive black males, right? Where are all these people, right? We've created all, all, all of these, all of these kind of ways of thinking don't come out of nowhere is all I'm saying. And then you want them to be selective when doing it, right? It's like, you've created this cycle. You've permeated this type of response of, yeah, you need, when this happens, you need to do this, but then you want them to turn it off when they go to school or when they're in a different atmosphere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So you want them now. Turn it, now you... <laughs> Turn it off when your teacher criticizes you, though. Absolutely. Right. Nah, that's, that's not the way it works. Um, so I, I absolutely I want to salute Chris Rock for being uh, for practicing restraint, because uh, for the reason that, you know, he tried his best to keep it together after the situation. Right. You know, um, I'm happy because, again, it could have gone even less. And that's another thing that we go over with clients. Right. When they you know, choose these type of actions or make these type of decisions is that what happens again, if Chris retaliates right there on spot, now right. we got two people fighting on stage. Right. So it's a situation. You don't know how the other person is going to react because this is the action or path that you wanted that will wanted to do, you know, that could have gone even more left than it already had. So I want to give Chris, um, you know, I have to give him his props and acknowledge that he practiced restraint and went on with as best as he could, given the circumstances, um, you know, with with the rest of the show. I mean, it, it's it's tough, man. And we're going to see rollout. Like you said, there's going to be a lot more apologies and people are going to be, you know, giving their statements and so on and so forth. Um, but, yeah, I, I hated I, I didn't like this, man. I didn't like this from either one of them um, because, again, they have been positive black representation in Hollywood. It's not that many of us. So, you know, they have a long history of, you know, presenting themselves as very well. Um, this was absolutely not one of Will's finer moments. Um, and so whatever's going on with that situation or whatever he was experiencing, I, I, I hope it gets better. I mean, I hope he's able to get the support that he needs. Um, because like we said, you know, there's, there's something else going on there. So, uh, oh, don't worry. We'll see. It's one thing I'm a Will Smith fan, but if it's one thing we don't have to worry about, it's plenty of support. He was getting support right after he slapped him. Yeah, you know? he was getting so, support. But again, that was but, from that was from a lot of us. We ain't we ain't, we're not signing his bills. We're not we're not sending the next movie deal. So you know what I mean? Like that's another thing. They were talking about should he lose his Oscar and because the Academy is taking, you know, I don't want him to lose his Oscar because I I he worked hard for that, you know. Right. However, it is a situation where, again, when things like this take place and you are still a black man in America, okay, doesn't matter. I don't care how much money Will has. If the Academy wants to go in to say, oh, our code of ethics or our code of conduct, and they make a decision and say, hey, we're going to snatch this, we're going to snatch this award from you because we're, we're catching heat, right? Because people are asking the same questions as you are. Why was he allowed to go back to the seat? Why Yo, was this? Why was this? that? Oh. Think about it, and this is and this is how sometimes we're keeping it real goes wrong, and it works against you. That's so exactly Chris Rock, Bob, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not saying this is how what I want to happen, but we're just talking practically, right? Right. So let's say so Chris Rock files no charges because he said he's not going to file no charges, right? right? Will Smith gets to go back to his seat. He gets a a standing ovation after he wins his Oscar. Yep. So forget the codes of conduct then. It doesn't matter, right? But at the same time, if an usher goes on stage and smacks somebody next year, they're going to be dragged out in cuffs. So what What are they going to do? They got to do something. So, and, I don't know what they're going to do. And that's the thing. Like, you know and I know, 
what takes place, it's it's the bottom line, right? It's the bottom line starts to get affected, and people are now starting to put more pressure on the academy, right? The academy awards themselves and start asking these questions through investigation and people, you know, for self-preservation for them, they'll go back and find some type of loophole, right? Some type of area in the code of conduct or whatever they have and say, Hey, well, you know what? We don't condone this. Therefore we're going to strip Mr. Smith of his award. I don't want that to happen. However, if it does and they find a way to finagle their way and say, hey, we're within our right to do so as the Academy Award because we presented and you didn't present or conduct yourself in a professional fashion, it would really suck, especially for Will, because it's like, listen, unfortunately, like we said, in the real world, there are consequences for actions. And, you know, he may not have the complexion for protection. I don't know. We're just being real. Right. So we don't know how things are going to spin out. And, you know, and I know companies, corporations, Hollywood, whomever, right? The powers that be are going to do whatever they do to self-preserve, right? To make things right, even if it's retroactive. Yeah, listen, man, and I'm not going to ever be the one to say that judgment is always going to be fair, right? Exactly. But I'm always going to say that you can't hand people the rope and then you know, get upset when, when you hanging from it. I mean, what do you want? You can't hang people to rope to hang you. Like, what did he do? Like, that's why right. I said, like, there are people, regardless of how we feel about it, it might've been entertainment. It might, people like, oh, he ain't slapping that hard. It's probably people in that room that felt unsafe. Absolutely. They did. Absolutely. Right. So and at that phone point, call, phone calls get made and everything. It's people in that room that feel unsafe. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see, you know, we'll see how this continues to play out. Um, speaking of anger and frustration, Jay, TikTok is once again sucking people in with a new viral trend that's uh, becoming oddly addicting. All right. Now, fortunately, it's not one of those um, those dangerous challenges that we talked about, like the crate challenge and anything else that, you know, the, the, the pod challenge and all these other different things. Um, mm-hmm. Instead. It's simply a uh, it's a simple personality quiz known as the multidimensional anger test. All right. Now, this test claims to accurately rate your anger level compared with the other with the general population. All right. So this like a few weeks ago, this test started making its rounds um, around TikTok when a TikToker first posted about um, her results to her followers. And she she said um, that she didn't expect to receive the results that she got. She said, it's interesting how angry I am. So after sharing a screenshot of uh, her test results and uh, it said, according to the research site known as IDR Labs, which is where the test is found at, she was found to have 30 or found to be 34 0.2% more susceptible to anger than the average person. So since she shared her results on TikTok. Her video has been viewed more over than 600,000 times. Right. And so Mm -hmm. in response to that, other hundreds of other people have gone on to take the test themselves and are actively sharing their own results and their comments all over TikTok. Right. So to give people a little bit of backstory, what this test uh, encompasses, it's like a quiz online and it's totally free to take. All right. It has a series of like 38 
agree or disagree questions, right? So, and so it makes it relatively quick to answer. So for example, one of the questions might be, um, I get angry when I have to take orders from someone else less capable than I, agree or disagree, all right? Once you finish the test, you get the results regarding like various facets of, of anger compared to the, um, the population average. And then you, know, you receive a percentage of how much accept, more susceptible you are to anger than the average person. All right. So mm -hmm. the test is based on part in research conducted by a psychologist named by uh, Dr. GD, Dr. Judith Siegel, whose work around trauma is relatively um, respected in, in the field of psychology. Um, she developed the multidimensional anger inventory, which is the MAI, back in 1986. Um, this assesses like several dimensions of anger, including frequency, duration, magnitude, mode of expression, hostile outlook, and just other different ranges. So when she developed the original inventory, the MAI, it was really done in part for helping researchers um, better understand like a connection between anger and coronary disease. So that's what the it's loosely based off of or that's where the information is coming from. So, Jay, um, what's what's your take on this? Uh, this this test that's making its way around TikTok that's telling people how angry they are. I mean, I thought it was cool. I took it. You okay. know, uh, did how, you how angry are you? Did you take it? Nah, man. Listen, nah, you don't. You don't want to. People don't need to know when when the hawk comes out, bro. When Bruce Banner yep. turns into hawk, you don't need. You don't need to know that. That this is incriminating. Oh. I'm not incriminating myself. No, I took it. I'm less angry than I thought. You know what I mean? Overall, um, okay. How, how, <laughs> <laughs> how much more? Now I'll tell you what my results are. I, I don't care. Um, what was how angry was she? Because I want to see if I was more angry than it her. Was, uh, thirty-four for thirty-four point two. More than the average person? Yeah. All right. I think I was like, I was a little less than 10% more angry than the average person, which is, kind of fit, which is kind of fitting with where I'm at in my life, right? Because I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot of deadlines. Um, and I can be, you know, I, I got to practice a lot of coping skills because I can find myself being a little bit irritable a lot of the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, but just in general... Like, listen, I thought it was a little like a fun thing to kind of take. Um, it, it does remind you of a lot of just regular self-assessments that we use. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would say is that um, there is some research behind it. Right. Um, but what I think people got to understand about like these little personality tests that we see online and even in magazines, even if there is research behind it. Um, not saying that we wouldn't even utilize them, right, as part of a psychological test battery, but that's the important part, right? It would be used, never would any of these tests be used singularly to determine whether a person is angry, uh, is angry or has a specific diagnosis related to anger. We wouldn't use one test, right? It would right. be a combination of behavior, several tests, uh, an interview, all types of things. Um, so again, it's a good little, a good tool to use, um, especially points you in certain areas where you might spike kind of on the scales. Um, and definitely kind of like if you're open to share the results with people, a good like discussion tool. Um, but it's one of many tools that's kind of used for treatment and assessment. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I think with, with some of these, these self-report tests that, that start to blow up, 
And uh, I don't know. I, I always get a little little skeptical. Um, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, you know, and to dispel some of the inaccurate information that that's been going around that I saw when reading up on it, it's not like again, you know, and the the test wasn't directly created by Dr. Siegel, uh, who I mentioned earlier. Like even the website says it is the IDR is not the equivalent of the MAI, right? So mm-hmm. even though there's some research behind it, it's like this isn't exactly it's not the same. Um, and I get it, like the the level of accessibility, because you can go, like you said, you can go online, you can take it, it's ease. You know, I think that's also partially responsible for um the popularity of it. Um, like you said, it's it's self-report. So I get it. It's it's fun. It's an, a starter, right? It's a good possible indicator. Maybe, like you said, it could be possibly accurately kind of reflect like, all right, this is maybe where I'm at. But it's just a starter part. Right. And I think that's something that we have to really um, I think they have to get better at kind of putting like a disclaimer out there that this um you know, it really also has to do, since it's a self-report, it depends on how much self-awareness you have, right? Because if you aren't answering like in a in a in an honest ma- in a manner, then you know it's gonna it's gonna be all over the place. It's not gonna be valid. I think another thing with this is that we also have to con is that these aren't culturally sensitive, right? Like they're they're also susceptible to bias. So if you're looking at like how a woman might express anger, is often views differently than how a man expresses anger right Mm -hmm. also culturally right so if you're talking about the general population what population are they referring to right so what if it's someone of a different culture or different ethnicity right there's no culture considerations in a part so i think kind of it's it's fun you know at the same time take it with a grain of salt um because again like like you kind of you know briefly mentioned the assessment batteries and inventories that we use, you know, there's cultural considerations in it, right? That's what also goes into it. So you're actually getting a valid and reliable test. Um, so like some cultures might consider some other different expressions as anger as far as how people might, you know, answer the, the self-report question. So um, and again, this is not the replacement or the equivalent of therapy. Right. It should be a situation of like, oh, yeah, I did this. I'm not that anger. I'm I'm cool. Like, no, like it's there's still you should I mean, still see that, you know, the health professional. That's why I didn't even like like respectfully, like for this, I wouldn't even talk about culture. Like just saying me, like that's why I didn't talk about culture, validity. It, it doesn't matter because if you're taking a, a test online or in a magazine and you're interpreting it yourself, it's for fun. You know what I'm saying? It's not for any diagnostic or assessment purposes. It's not real. It's like essentially like when you open a fortune cookie, right? Like it may, you know, or when you read one of these horoscopes about being born in August, right? Um, Like I'm not trying to be more likely it's going to contain a lot of general information and a lot less specific information. It's just the nature of how these things are built. So again, anybody who's taking anything that where they're going to self-report and self-interpret, you know, um, just look at it, you know, like you look at any, any test you might take on the back of a, uh, whether it be a Wheaties box or Cosmopolitan. You're showing showing your age on the Wheaties (laughs) box. You know that, right? (laughs) I'm old. So it's all right. 
<laughs> yeah, but absolutely. Um, yeah, don't take the test too seriously. You know, if the results do cause you to have any feelings of discomfort, um, consider reaching out, you know, to either your support system or, you know, a mental health professional. Um, you know, don't don't go too far down the rabbit hole with this, with these tests, because some people do, Jay. You know, some people will they'll get it and they think that, oh, well, this this is it. Like, oh, this just determines I'm I'm good or I'm I'm super angry. Like, uh, let's let's get some additional information there. So no, you're um, right about that. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna take it, man. I'm gonna tell you uh next episode what my results were. All right, you know, just know I'm t- I'm t- watch how you say it to me, man, because I'm 10 percent more angry than your average guy. <laughs> hey man, listen, as long <laughs> as you don't go to work and start Will Smithing people, bro. That we're in good shape. <laughs> you know, all right. So we talked a little bit about hair um, earlier. And so the House of Representatives passed legislation uh, last week on the 18th, right? In a vote from of 235 to 189 that would ban hair-related discrimination, all right? So the CROWN, which is an acronym, um, C-R-O-W-N, uh, Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act. All right. Was first introduced to Congress in March of 2019, which prohibits um, prejudicial. I mean, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, treatment towards individuals on the basis of their hair texture and hairstyle. Right. So this is going to be the first step on a federal level needed to officially get the bill signed into a law. All right. And the bill is now on its way to the Senate. So. You know, just going to give people a brief history lesson. So historically and unfortunately, uh, people of African descent have been deprived of educational and employment opportunities, uh, had consequences taken against them just because they adorned their natural and protective hairstyles, uh, which can be, you know, curled, worn in locks, cornrows, twists, braids, etc. Right. So the personal style and grooming choices have had like a negative impact or or with employment consequences and issues and created issues in the workplace uh, for black people in ways that unfortunately are not, you know, consistent for white individuals. So, for example, uh, in a clinical or hospital setting, you may have, you know, black nurses who are told that they have to cut their hair um, for sake of infection. Uh, infection control, whereas their white peers might be told to merely just tie their hair up, right, or tie it up in a bun. Um, there's also been profiling and, and uh, policing through hair. So in various professional areas, you have, you know, people of, of color um, that are threatened or, you know, with dismissal or being fired or being called looking unprofessional when they show up with their hair in a natural state. So, um, if this is passed through the Senate, the Crown Act could act could potentially rectify the ongoing discrimination that black people have been, you know, facing just for wearing their hair in natural styles. And so it will also add legal consequences for schools and employers alike. What is uh what are your thoughts about this, Jack? Now that this is you know gaining some um, momentum and it's on its way to the Senate. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say about this. I mean kind of wanted to highlight it because it's an ongoing issue. Um, I know they still got to vote on it in the Senate, so it's something we can kind of circle back towards, but um, again, like, I just think it's an important issue that people need to pay attention to, right, because um, people have either had to alter their hair, right, to enter certain professions or or places of employment, or you have to think that they've avoided them altogether, 
right? Um, and it may seem like a small thing, like hair and this and that, but you got to think about younger kids too, right? So when children are kind of making these ideas are starting to solidify as in, in middle school and elementary school, you know, to tell a child certain things that I've heard when I was in six, seven years old, right? Like you can't be a lawyer if you have dreadlocks, right? Yeah. Now it's a little bit easier to, to believe, right? One of my, that, that it's in, that, that that's not true, right? Like one of my best friends is a federal prosecutor. His dreads is just as long as mine, right? But when I was started to grow my, my hair, that's one of the lines that you heard people say all the time. Oh, you ain't gonna be able to get a job, right? That's That's a very, that's a very bold and salient statement to say to somebody. You're not gonna be able to get a job. You're not going to be able to be a police officer. You're not going to be able to be a lawyer. You're not going to be able to get through that medical school interview with your hair. Right. That's a big thing, right? And and I think as a child, or as a younger person, your your reaction is not going to be um, to go into activism, right? Your your reaction is going to be like, well, I guess I don't belong in that profession, and to do something else. You know what I mean? Or to just develop. The total opposite negative feelings towards anybody who's in that profession or who who changes themselves to be in that go through that door, right? Um, so you know, of course that that, um, and then I just think the overall perception of like natural hair is not professional. Um, the, the with the legislation attached to it, you know, um, and the legal penalties, I think it can help there um, because again. Um, you know, we have this idea, and again, we studying for our, our licensing. So, as I think that was Gordon Alport that was saying, you know, uh, yeah, look at um, you, look at you. I, hey man, he was just <laughs> talking about you know, yeah, when you're talk, trying to change talk to people, him, Jay. Talk to him when you're trying when you're trying to change people's attitudes. You know, the thought could be to try to change their minds first, right? But legislation can 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 change can come first, right? Before right. changing people's attitudes, that's the general idea of it. Right. Um, so. In this case, man, like sometimes that's what we have to do, you know, so I'm not going to say much on that. Just kind of this was a kind of, you know, something I just wanted to bring to people's attention. But it's important, you know, absolutely. It's important. And and the scenario that you just painted um, in which, like you said, individuals from a young age want to go into, like you mentioned, whether it be business, whether it be law, whether it be medicine, and to be told at a very early age, oh, you're not going to be able to to wear, you're not going to be able to wear your dress. You're going to have to cut your hair. You're going to have to do this, right? When they're just starting to maybe go towards that path or that's discouraging. You know, I mean, that is, it's like, and like you mentioned, you can start to grow or resentment towards those individuals or towards that field, or like it's putting you in a position that you're censoring yourself, right? Right. We've talked about expression. We've talked about, um, you know, just being in a situation where you're able to, um, you know, have that self-disclosure, right? And self-disclosure is your hair. It, it It's a big part of it. It's a big part of your identity. It's a big part of who you are. And if you're told that, oh, well, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, do accomplish this goal or this dream that you have just based off your hair. Now it's, it's like 
putting someone where they have to make a sacrifice, a part of them. They have to sacrifice either a part of themselves or they have to let go of that dream, right? Because right. they're not willing to compromise. So, you know, that's discouraging. And it's, it's you know, those phrases, um, it's discriminatory language, man. It's like, it's like, oh, you're not going to be able to do this. You have to, you know, I, I, I always felt for individuals in those situations, male or female, you know, and this, this bill is long overdue. Right. I mean, the fact that there needs to be a law that bans discrimination against people, people's hair is mind blowing. But that's where we're at. Right. We have to actually put something in paper. We have to put something, you know, that says, hey, you can't say that. Right. Or you can't hold this against this particular employee. We have to put in safeguards. I mean, like that's that's mind blowing. But that's where we are, unfortunately. It's crazy. But, you know, um, listen, man. I it's it's things that we do right like I grew up with the expectation like you know um, when I was a, a young boy like a young boy my mother would tell me like listen if you want to have your hair you got to be twice as good as everybody else right right so that's the sentiment in our culture right if you want to have your hair if you want to have your tattoos if you want to do whatever then you got to be twice as good so Unfortunately, you know, we've been here a couple of times. You know, everybody knows my view. I, you know, I'm not saying it's fair, but I do agree we got to be twice as good. All right. And so the, the whole uh, continuing to putting safeguards just so we can be ourselves continues. So um, we'll see. You know, I hope this uh, gets passed and, you know, we can move forward. So the folks that are coming in after us don't have those same worries and they have the protection they need so they can accomplish, you know, their goals. All right. Jeff. Yeah. Back to that. Two landlords in Queens, New York, are sending a message to their neighborhood about their tenants that that they state owe them money. Right. They said that they owe them seventeen thousand dollars in back rent. All right. So they took it upon themselves to post a very large banner, which can be seen all the way from the Belt Parkway. Right. So, you know, you know what the sign says? You ready for this? All right. It says. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says my tenants on the first floor are not paying rent right and it's yeah. it's like right above the first floor rental okay it was also featured on tiktok at the in the video has gotten like over fourteen thousand likes so that's where we are all right so sure. what's been going on in new york along with in a lot of different states um you know it's over 200,000 eviction cases, right, are pending in the city after the whole pandemic uh, protection in the state's uh, eviction um, uh, situation was created. And it created like a historic backlog. So a lot of landlords um, are unable or are, are like fighting it in court to try to get residents out. They haven't paid rent and so on and so forth. So the landlords that put up this sign say that they see this is, um, you know, is the next best tactic, right? They, they see this is the only recourse that they have. And so even though the situation, the eviction situation ended in January, um, it gave latitude for renters that are suffering from hardships from the pandemic um, for a lot of them to remain in their units. And it's also allowed them to kind of put, you know, renters to put the brakes on the eviction cases and they're able to claim hardship without having to prove it. So. Um, the landlord said it's uncomfortable that they have to hang these up, but we're $20,000 uncomfortable. And so they think that the sign is very minor. What, what do you, right. what, what's your take on this, Jack? Listen, man. All right. Um, 
first of all, it's an extreme reaction on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, because just reading about the situation, this all started because I think they said that they they written like a three or four bedroom, right? Um, they said they hadn't raised the rent in like nine years right. or something like that. And then they raised it by a hundred dollars. Right. Um, so they raised it by a hundred client. Didn't like that. Refused to pay the hundred. Then the landlords refused to take the, the 1800 of the 1900. So they just like, we're going to take nothing. Right. So it's an extreme reaction on both sides, right? Number one, refusing a, a hundred dollar hike after nine years of no rental increase is is crazy, okay? Um, because that's nine bucks a year. Um, and then and then public humiliation resorting to that is crazy. But I gotta be honest, like, I, I at the end of the day, like we talking about bills, like, and it's money owed. You know, so I, I'm not justifying, but, you know, having a, 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 a pink slip on your door is 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 humiliating, too. Right. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, they wouldn't have the thing on a on a door if they had paid the bills. Now, if I was the landlord. You know, I would take the eighteen hundred dollars and sue them for the rest later. Right. Um, or take the eighteen hundred dollars. Start build because eighteen hundred is still not the whole rent. So if they give you eighteen hundred, you still haven't had a, a rental payment. So I don't know how that works in terms of starting the process, but I would have took the eighteen of nineteen. You know what I mean? Now, um, so again, I think it was it was extreme on both sides, but ultimately I got to side with the landlord because they need to get their their money. You know. Um, you, you can't you can't live for free pandemic or not uh what did you think i don't like it jay uh, i don't like it this is nasty, you don't like man. the sign or you I don't, don't like i don't the- like the sign at all i don't like it okay. i don't like the measures that they're taking it's it's nasty um it this is uh this is this is bullying you're shaming um this is i get it right as and i don't as as a tenant you entered a contract, you signed a lease in order for you, mm-hmm. you have to pay, right? Like you said, you can't live there for free. I don't know if these particular tenants have fallen on hardship due to the pandemic or what, whatever's taking place. I don't know. Um, well, they talked about it in the article. They said they have the money. They ha- they, they well, just don't want to pay 19. They want right. to pay 18. So, the, and, and that's a, a situation where, all right, Either you have a conversation with the tenants and say, listen, you're back, right? And much. So it sounds like also, okay, this might go a little bit more than all right, I don't, we don't appreciate the hike, right? In that. Um, because this is a lot of money that's been building up. If you're at seventeen thousand dollars, this has been a few, this has been quite a few months, right? That this has been taking sure. place. And so again, you do have some individuals that took advantage of of the pandemic protections where it was like, hey, they can't force us, let's not pay, so on and so forth, which is unfortunate because there were a lot of people that needed that protection that fell on hard on hard times financially. You know, I think the first step is, okay, we need to work something out, right? You're, let's, like you said, if you're, you're offering this, let's get on the payment plan. So at least you're getting something. Also, it's a situation where, okay, well, 
if that's not working, the lease was created for a reason. So there's, like you said, there's some legal ramifications and maybe some um, some channels that you can take. Like you said, you fight it in court and, and for the time being, you, you have to give us something. Um, I, I feel like this 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 kind of gets in more of the nastier part because what are you getting accomplished? Because now it's you're, you're definitely not going to get your money now because you didn't put the tenants out there. And, and if they're still you know, participating in this pandemic protection or and whatever cover that gives them, you know, it's just gotten to a whole nastier extent. Right. And I, I'm not, I've never been, um, you know, a subscriber to like, all right, we're just going to put people's financial business and things out there, especially on blast. Right. Now you're going to put it on TikTok. Um, that's, that's nasty. I think that's just like really low end and, and just trying to shame somebody into getting that. And obviously it hasn't produced the desired results. Right. The sign is up there. You're on TikTok. People are saying, oh, yeah, they're getting likes and, and commenting, but it's not mm-hmm. like it's working because you, you were still in the situ- same situation. So at this point, I mean, it's like, look. all right, well, do we, you know, is again, just fight it out in court or do we open up the, the channels of communication and say, listen, you have to give us something and some rather. I don't know. I hope and I hate that I got to be the one to take this position, but. You know as well as I do, bro. When you're talking landlord, tenant, when a person has decided that they're not, they don't want to pay, there is, there uh, tenants have a lot of protections, right? Yeah. Like there've been articles that have been written about people who will serially move into apartments, file false claim, false claims, never pay because, and and it's a cycle because they know how many months. They cannot pay rent before they can be evicted and yada, yada, yada. Like, like it's articles going back to the beginning of the. Of the so I'm going to be very honest, like unless we're talking about a job being taken away from somebody, I have limited. Um, I have limited sympathy for somebody who doesn't pay their most salient bill, which is a roof over your head. Right. And by this article, that's why I said the fault fight lies somewhere in between, because. They wanted to pay the 18 out of the 19. The landlord didn't want to take the rent. You know what I'm saying? Now, people may fault me with this, with this, but with this stance, but it's like hanging a sign outside their window. Even the landlord kind of said in the article, he was like, Well, what other recourse do I have? Like, you know, court, the court is in six months, and I still got to pay the mortgage, and I got somebody living rent-free downstairs. So a, a little the other way to look at it would be what's humiliation like what's the sign outside your your window when you're getting eighteen hundred dollars worth of rooms for free every month like that's a small price to pay some people might say now on a on a like on a level like on a human being level humanity level is it mean yes you know what I'm saying um but think about it PSENG don't worry about being mean when they cut your water off, right? The sheriff don't worry about being mean when they lock you out in front of your neighbors. The, the, uh, uh, your, your visa doesn't worry about being mean when you're out on a date with that beautiful uh, woman and your car gets declined. You see where I'm going? Uh, 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 Foot Locker doesn't worry about being mean when they tell you, sorry, sir, or, or Red Lobster anywhere else. You don't have enough money so please leave the store. It's capitalism at the end of the day. And I, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But 
And I'm not saying he, they're, they're right, but I'm just saying it's a personal decision, right? Because some people are going to tell you when a person gets evicted, you should not put their things outside in front of the house. There's a better way to do it. And other people are going to say. Yeah. Right. Let me ask, so, let me ask you so this, I, though. It, so as as a landlord, right, like you said, you haven't gone up in rent in nine, 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to pay you the eighteen hundred as opposed to the nineteen hundred, and all right, you they haven't paid and so on and so forth, right? And they got the protection of the the pandemic or whatever legal situation. Do you take the eighteen hundred and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take this for now as opposed to getting nothing. And then, as far as litigation, back channels, whenever you have the ability where things are in your favor, do you go after the the additional hundred? If it's me as the landlord, because I know how many limited power landlords have, I take the eighteen hundred and when and then I don't renew their lease and they leave my property. That's what I'm saying, right? So you got to kind of take. I don't know what you know went into or what contributed to the the hike. I mean, I know it's it's you know things are inflation is happening everywhere and everybody has to cover things, but that's that's my thought thought process. I'm gonna take the eighteen hundred right now, and like you said. Later on down the line, I have to play the long game because right now, short term, you have the litigation, the protection or whatever on your side. But that doesn't mean that whenever we renew the lease, I have to I have to renew it with you because I own the property. So I'm not renewing. Yeah, I'm not renewing it with you. That's cool. Yeah. So I don't have to renew the lease. And whenever that time comes, whether it's this year, next year. Oh, absolutely. I'm not renewing that. And. When things are in my favor, I can come after you later for whatever the hundred that you didn't pay and stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're willing to, for things to get backed up on the 17,000, 20,000, and you don't want to take it because they don't want to give you the 1900. Take the 1800. I'll get you later on. I got you. And you know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Like you're already in violation of the, of the lease. So that that's what I'm saying. That's, that's just my thought process, bro. I mean, I would, I'm with you, man, but they wanted to handle it different, bro. Yeah, I, I don't see. know. You know, the bander, you know. Hey, hey man. Yo, <laughs> listen, man. Listen, people are not going to react to stuff the way we thought. If people if people thought was going to react the way we thought, we wouldn't be talking about landlords hanging signs over people's over over people's rooms and Will Smith smacking people as they're asking, bro. Come well, on. Listen, man. I can't wait to hear uh, Chris Rock with his, his new stand-up, bro. This is, I, I want to... Oh, you know, I already got. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is, this is crazy, man. Yeah, it's going to be wild. All right, Jay, anything else before we get out of here, bro? Nah, bro. You know, as usual, we want to thank everybody. Uh, it takes the time to listen. Really appreciate it. Um, please continue to comment on the videos, like, share. Um, and, you know, as always, you know, remember to prioritize your mental health. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself, my friend. All right, Jay. Get at you next week, right. my friend. All right, bro. No doubt, man. I'm uh, I'm gonna hit you like uh, tomorrow or the next day, man. I got I got to talk to you about something. Ain't nothing big. I'm gonna hit you up. All right, cool. All right, bro. All right, All right bro. later, man. All right.